All right, guys. So I am here today with a little bit more of a sombering episode than my normal type of jig. And that's because a friend of mine sent me a story this morning that I just couldn't get out of my head. And I thought, you know, it really is a time to address this. It's something that affects us every day. And I thought I had to hop on here and talk about this and it just had to happen. Hence, you know, this vibe that I don't even know, like my hair is literally a rat's tail. So I grabbed this hat. I grabbed this flannel apparently from out of the back of a barn and hopped on here today um, to really talk about the sad, awful news every day and the violence that's just permeated through our culture and the way that the media distorts it all and makes it all so confusing. And I thought, you know, this is what cancel me baby is all about. Take it or leave it. Cancel us if you wish, I dare you. But I really wanted to hop on here today to talk about it. Say honestly, after following all of this, what I feel, um, what I see and be honest about it and try to make sense of it all. Because I know for a fact that it impacts, it's impacting me. I know it's impacting you. And it's shit like this that, you know, literally just makes me not even want to get out of bed in the morning. You know, it's just awful. So I woke up this morning to the news about uh, a young girl named Adriana Kutch, Kutch, um, a 14-year-old student in New Jersey who died by suicide after ruthless, allegedly, uh, bullying and cyberbullying. Now, this story is still unfolding, but there was a video taken of a group of girls, literally just inhumane, beating the shit out of her okay in the schools you see the lockers the whole thing two days later she dies by suicide so the first thing that I think about is how broken first of all the violence right is just out of control bullying has always been a thing we know this it's always been around but the fact that we're in this world to where it's being captured on video by someone like cheering it on and spread and shared and that this kind of behavior even exists is absolutely vile and foul it literally makes me not even want to bring I feel I feel I empathize for for parents like how do you even have a kid in this world right now right and further, the broken school system, because apparently, again, this is on video, it circulates around the internet, and apparently nobody at the school took action, filed a police report, um, were able to, you know, charge the girls involved, nothing, right? And what happens, but two days later, 14 years old, like basically a fetus. So her dad comes out, he's been doing some news and is obviously completely distraught talking about how there needs to be change in this broken school system. This was a public school in New Jersey. And apparently this kind of behavior has been going on there. This is not the first time. And it's been, you know, a cycle of this awful behavior. And this for me just strikes such a chord because we're going to get into the you know politicization of it and the media and all of this but even at the base of it bullying like who can't relate to that right 
I know that I can, I know I've never talked about it on the show, but it's what has made me so much of the woman I am today and what drives me and what drives me towards my dreams and success and kind of overcoming that chip on my shoulder that I had. I mean, you know, it got bad. I remember in high school, right? People would in the middle of the night would destroy my car. I would wake up in the morning, my car in my parents' driveway with my car like absolutely destroyed and like food on it and stuff on it to the point where my dad had to put, he put like nails in our yard in case any, like they would destroy our front porch, all this. I still to this day don't know who. And he would put nails in the yard to try to get whoever would come up and run up in the middle of the night, right? And it's traumatizing and it makes you feel like something's wrong with you, like it's your fault. And so that is, you know, everyone's experience is relative and is different, but that's a fraction of what I witnessed here. Someone being physically just annihilated and assaulted, literally kicked on the ground um, in broad daylight, like completely bruised head to toe, her face, everything to the point again, where a 14 year old would be driven to suicide. Like I have knots in my stomach, just talking about it again, just completely vile and inhumane. So that's number one. I think that these teachers, whoever, and again, there's it's still things are coming out about this, but the fact that these teachers didn't report this and it could have been stopped, something could have been done within the two days that she ended her life. These teachers should literally be in jail. They should actually be in jail because this is like blood on your hands, the way that I see it. It's like, what is this? The, the prisoners running the asylum, like, where's the authority? Where is the order? It's insanity. It's so disgusting. That's number one. But number two, what makes me so sick about this is yet again, it has been made to be about race. So the girl who, um, Adriana was white and it's unclear right now, the group of girls bullying her, if they were Latino or if they were black, what have you, because in the news stories, right. And this is where it's on the news because they distort and shape shift everything they will specifically say, you know, the race of the girls who assaulted her is unknown, but you know that there had to be some sort of racial discrepancy because her father has come out and has said, I don't want this to be about race. I'm infuriated. I want justice for my daughter. Apparently there's a change.org fundraiser petition by a, a new one by a mother whose daughter was also assaulted in the school and and bullied but he's furious because again we don't know the details but that in and of itself says something right because let's face it whenever it's the other way around that's the first thing we hear it's like white person assaults this right because the media loves to perpetuate this narrative that of white supremacy and white people taking out these crimes and being evil and violent and not to say that there aren't crimes like that that aren't happening but the truth of the matter is it's race on race, and it's all bad. It's even gender. It doesn't matter. Look, girl on a group of girl, uh, girls on one girl. Like it, all around, it's just bad, and it's not okay. But in the stories that I had read, where the father said that he didn't want to make this about race, there was a Snapchat. Again, this just shows like the animalistic desensitized nature that we're in. The fact that this is videotaped, it's circulated, it's cheered on. And people aren't like, it's just, it, it blows my mind. Right. But there was a Snapchat 
on site because there were kids protesting at the schools to put an at the school to put an end to it. And the caption was something like, you know, they're protesting over here for this white girl. You know, we all know that white people still hate black people. So sad and so, so sick. And that kind of idea, right? Insinuating that, almost insinuating that that's what happened and that she almost deserved what she got as if there was some sort of racial tension there, something of that nature, right? But it's also sad because when we see things like this happen, it makes us second guess everything. And we're dissecting, you know, I talked about it in my last episode about being so confused and not even knowing how to, how to feel with news um, in a more, you know, pop culture irreverent way. But this is serious and it permeates into this and applies to this as well. Because when I see stories like this, the media has made it to where I don't even know what to believe, right? Because you also hear about, you know, each side digging in their heels about what would get more attention. I hear it from both sides. And that's what also makes it so confusing. And we know that this is a wildly complex topic. I'm just giving a stab at it today again to help us, you know, make a little bit of sense of it. But I hear it on both sides. I hear one side that's like, oh, because it's a white girl who was hurt or who it's killed and, you know, someone of color was the perpetrator. It's all we hear about. And then I hear the other side too. I hear the other side that's like, oh, because it was a person of color who was killed or hurt. It's all we hear about. But if it was a white person, we would never hear about it. And it just goes round and round. And the fact is, we aren't even hearing about it on an equal playing field. So it's like, I can't even blame us for being so confused, right? So an example of this um, was actually, okay, so I'm going to get into Tyree Nichols because I haven't addressed this on the show yet. And again, none of this is my wheelhouse and I'm certainly not, you know, an authority figure to speak on this. However, I am someone who worked in the media, continues to for a long time on very prominent mainstream outlets, and I know how it works, and I know how they cherry pick and uh, funnel things out and, and choose wisely with narratives and words, right, to make you feel and think a certain way. So in that regard, yes, I can speak to this. Here's an example of it, right? So... I don't know if you guys remember this, but even when I was thinking about this whole story with Adriana Kutch and the video, and I was wondering like, has it gone viral? Has it not? You know, what would get more attention? Again, like someone who is of color getting hurt or killed or a white person getting hurt or killed, or why isn't it all equal? Why isn't it all? And why does each side think the other would uh, get overlooked or get more attention or sensationalized, you know, what have you. So I don't know if you remember this, but um, a few months ago, there was a white girl, um, a University of Kentucky student, and she was like verbally throwing derogatory racial slurs at black girls and, you know, like I think physically assaulting them and she was arrested and it went, it spread like wildfire. I remember seeing it everywhere, right? And so it makes you think. Because when it is, I feel like someone of color or even like, I'm going to talk about the Asian crimes, Asian on Asian, I feel like it's brushed under the rug. Yet when it's someone like the University of Kentucky girl, again, it's like in bold letters, like white girl, University of Kentucky, da, 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 da. But, you know, again, in this case with Adriana Kutch, it's like race of the, the, you know, attackers are unknown. It's like just 
be honest about it so we can get to the root of the problem here all around. So like I was saying, I feel an example of this with, was with Tyree Nichols. So again, and this is where I'm like, can I just watch the news one day without crying? Like, this is the world we're in. Can, can I? It, it's like what I said earlier. It makes you just, it's really existential. It makes you just be like, why? Why even try? You know, because it's so sad. So uh, uh, this morning when reading about Adriana, I definitely got emotional. And the last time I got emotional and literally was sitting here in my living room crying was uh, watching Tyree Nichols' uh, mom's first interview after he was killed. So literally, if you've been living in either the China balloon or under the world's biggest rock, Tyree Nichols was a victim of wretched police brutality up in Memphis. And this is what, and it's just, was absolutely disgusting. He seemed like such an amazing man and was literally yards away from his mom's house. Like apparently he went to see the sunset every weekend. It was his thing. And he was coming away, driving away, um, going home from that. His like little ritual, as his mom said, yards away from his home, he's pulled over that in and of itself, the details of it are, are a whole other thing that are so beyond ridiculous. Like if they even had reason to pull him over, but was brutally, brutally attacked and assaulted to the point where he was not even recognizable anymore by, I believe it was four or five black cops in Memphis. He's like calling out for his mom. Like it's just gut wrenching. And I was watching all the press cover and I couldn't pull myself away. That's the other thing with these news stories, right? It's like, we get so enthralled it's so bad for us and it's so toxic, but it's like, you can't, you can't stop. It's like, it's the reality. And I remember that night watching it. I so badly, I was like, just put on friends, just put on friends. And I couldn't be pulled away. And I watched his mom and his stepdad in their first interview. And I just was crying. I like a baby. Like I just couldn't stop. It just, again, was that even the police chief who, uh, who was a black woman there, she said, like, this is literally, I've never, basically, like, I've never seen anything like this. Like, it's just absolutely, um, again, like, barbaric and uh, unthinkable, right? So he ends up dying from his injuries in the hospital, Tyree Nichols. And I watched all of the news coverage at, as it played out. And again, this is something that may happen in day-to-day -day life. I mean, we Amir Odom talked about it when he was on my show, right? Like even the black on black crime in inner cities and cities like Chicago. And it's like, where is the, where is the news and the energy and the attention around that? Right. But for the mainstream, this felt rather shocking because up until this point, we had seen examples like, you know, Derek Chauvin with George Floyd, what have you. So I'm watching this coverage play out. And it was so interesting to me because you see this video, this gruesome video, again, of these four or five black men assaulting Tyree Nichols, a fellow black man. And you see CNN and they're like, it just makes you think like, I'm not saying anything set in stone, but I'm just saying it makes you think and you should, you should take a, you know, second, you know, take and really think about it, right? Because you see CNN and it's like, you know, video appears that, you know, and it's like, appears what? Like, it's literally as bright as day. It's right here. Like, what are you underplaying? What are you, for what? Like what, even like I saw one of the commentators who was a black man was like, you know, as if it was so shocking, and it was so shocking, but he's acting like it was so shocking because he's like, you know, as a black man, I'm just so disappointed. And again, it's like, 
well, where have you been with all of this relentless cyclical violence within these inner communities, again, in places like Chicago, where how many people are shot black on black crime every single day, right? So that's one thing. Then I'm over at Fox News. And this was so interesting because this is coming from the same people who downplayed almost the George Floyd thing, which again, is a whole other can of worms. And you can completely have your opinions about that. I know the opinions are all over the map, but when that all was playing out, you know, they were really punching up. Why are we, you know, erecting statues in this and that, like, this is a career criminal. This is a guy who held a gun to a pregnant woman's belly and all this. And I'm not saying like, I think what happened to him was completely, was also inhumane and unnecessary, but do I think there need to be statues for him? Probably not. Right. But that's just my opinion. So what's so interesting is this is coming from the same people with, again, with George Floyd, like downplayed it all. And now suddenly with Tyree Nichols, I'm watching them and they're like, if you watch this footage and you don't feel it in your soul, you literally may not even have a soul. And there's a part of me that's thinking, huh, is that because he was killed by fellow black men that suddenly it's so terrible, but it, when it's a white guy doing it, it's not, do you know what I'm saying? So it literally makes you second guess everything. And it's disgusting. Again, it's all bad. And it just goes on and on and on. Even we've seen it, right? Beyond black and white crime, white on white, black on black, or you know, black on white, whatever, what have you, even Asian, right? Even the one, um, the shooting that just happened in Monterey Park for the Lunar New Year, right? That mass shooting that happens. Again, you look at the coverage and it's even still, I just did a Google search before hopping on here and all of the headlines are like anti-Asian, anti-Asian hate crimes. Okay, are we going to acknowledge that this was carried out by an Asian man? Again, it's happening everywhere. And to try to pinpoint it as a racial motivation is such a disservice to society and to culture because it makes everybody confused. And when it actually is racially motivated, now people are gonna be second guessing, like really? Another prime example of this was the shooting in Uvalde. Okay, the school shooting in Uvalde, same thing. And I had Amber Ibarra, you guys remember on my show last year, whose cousin's wife, Eva, was one of the teachers killed in that school on that day at Robb Elementary. In fact, Amber grew up a stone's throw from that school, right? And she herself even acknowledged, why does the media make this about race? It is just pure evil and it's bad and there's a mental health sickness. In the case of Uvalde, it was a young Latino boy who killed in a school, a majority of them were young Latino kids. So it is just reflective of our all around sick culture and violent culture. And again, it's just all around bad. It's just all around bad. And like I said, clearly, in the case of Uvalde too, I believe that this kid identified as non-binary, or this or that. And that's, again, where the media will pick it apart and make it confusing because you'll have the right that will be like, oh, punch that up and be like, see, non-binary. So all nine non-binary must be deranged, right? And then you have the, the left, I feel, 
that in a way almost tries to empathize. Like I've seen it even with the Asian shootings. That's been like, okay, why would they feel this way? What you know what I mean? And it's it's just all around unhinged. It's just bad, bad, bad. And again, doesn't matter at the, at this point, background, where you are, gender, race. It's just all around bad. And the media needs to start. It, it is your responsibility. Like shame on you guys really um, to report that honestly so we can move forward from here and get to the root of these problems and address them properly, right? And not have people second guessing all the time or afraid on the other end of it, afraid or reluctant to report things because they'll be deemed as a racist. Like it's all just insanity, um, so I say that, you know, again, I know that it's a Friday and I'm sorry to be on a, on a sober note here, but all it comes down to it, it, you know, it comes up down to people like us, right. To show some goddamn respect and treat uh, each other like humans and don't let them win. When I say them, I mean, you know, the over sensationalized media and the toxicity of social media, like don't let them win. Let's remember the human in all of us and um, try as hard as we can to get past this and be honest about it. I think that that's the only way. I will say I will end it on a little bit of a tease and on a happier note, but um, per the flowers here to add a little chipper and a little brightness <laughs> to this episode and to our day, next week is Valentine's Day, sexy time. And so in Cancel Me Baby fashion, you all are my Valentines. It's about to get a little freaky deaky. It's going to be much lighter. And I have a very, very exciting um, announcement that is Valentine adjacent um, for you all. So definitely look forward to that and be well. And uh, let's get past this all. I love you.